We all carry unique histories and unseen feelings that, if acknowledged, might help us to bridge our differences. Welcome to Sidewalk Ghosts with Richard Radstone. Short, open-hearted stories that reveal the wisdom and vulnerabilities of unique strangers and confirm just how much our individual influence has upon the world we share. My mom was a superwoman, you know, she would go to work, she was a nurse and she kept us all going. And I think sometimes we underestimate how powerful, even though she was quiet and she was an only child and she was born with like this flesh on her finger, her little finger. And her mom thought that that was like an extra finger. It was only a little bit of flesh that in the end it just kind of fell off, but she was gonna kill her in, you know, like put her in a bowl and cover it and her uncle said you know you can't do that she was perfect in every way except this little bit of flesh that was on her hand and so it was her uncle that took her on and but then she but then he couldn't look after her I don't think he was married at the time so she was being passed around and but she kept going and she loved math and that's what saved her she would study a lot she always got A's and there was just a lot of stuff as she was being passed around that she just and got beatings and all this but she went on to be a nurse and um, that's how she made it to England because her grades and she got a nursing scholarship. I think she's very quiet but an introvert in her own way and people don't really understand her and stuff like that and so I just dedicate this because she's amazing and if she can do all that she's done and accomplished I think I can get through stuff as well. She calls her a superwoman, dedicates her own story as tribute to the legacy of her example. And as she did, I began to look past a strange blend of anger and love that somehow was burning inside me. Feelings that perhaps spurred by my visualizations of her abused child mother were also real and hard to ignore. My heart further troubled as I imagined an innocent being passed from beating hand to beating hand and of a newborn almost being smothered to death simply because of an insignificant skin growth. All factors that as I drifted into my fears, numbed my trust toward my fellow human. Yet as the anger tempted rage, those very same feelings began to shift to something far more divine as I looked into her face. So I closed my eyes, her voice shifting from bold to soft as all the while I pictured the best of her mother. And as I further opened my ears, I was pulled back to the present moment as she stretched in calling us all to action. Whatever society's trying to prove or trying to better a situation, I don't know how they're doing that because as far as I'm concerned, I just feel it's all negative. And I, I don't believe the agenda behind all of this is really for the betterment of the various communities there are because it doesn't feel like a place of love. It doesn't really. So what was actually being done? As opposed to, yeah, we're gonna do the DEI, we're gonna change our books, we're gonna indoctrinate everyone to love everyone and, and say that they should be this way. What actually is being done? What programs are being put in place to help a child understand the power that's within them? Let's start there, shall we? Let's not complicate a child's life when they're five. Let's show them what they can do and the complicated stuff that we're going through right now, they can wait. They don't need to know that stuff right now. And the powers that be that are teaching otherwise, they know that. And until parents understand that, our, our 
education system will always lack real education. What's actually being done, she questions. What programs are being put in place to help a child understand the power that is within them, she ponders. And let's not complicate their lives. Let's show them what they can do, she boldly states as she presents a most relevant discussion. That being, what is our individual responsibility in respect to the world to come? She shares a life-earned insight. My family are from Ghana, and I've been talking to quite a few businessmen and saying, you know, how can we change Africa? How can we change Ghana at least? Pave the roads, better schools, and all of this. He goes, it's the children. You're going to have to train the children to create a better Africa, because right now these old people, they're all about lining their pockets, and um, they don't see the people who they're supposed to be serving. And so I was like, yeah, it's true. See the people and then serve them, she suggests. Yet again, that common topic, which not requested by me, somehow never ceases to emerge in so many of the thousands of conversations I've had over the years of sidewalk ghosts. People who now countless in number have for the past decade become more than strangers, but have arisen as both close and distant friends. And as I absorb and share the wisdom of today's stranger now friend, my podcast partner for this day, a great educator and now special friend, Afwa Dane, I pray that we are all equally touched. She takes a breath, leans away from the mic, and as she resets her tone, back to reaching into our hearts, she continues. I just hope we can get to a place where we're all genuine when we show up. That's the only way this, this world is going to work, where we're really genuinely concerned about each other. We're genuinely wanting to know what's going on. Whatever you have, you know, whatever it is, share it. Instead of speculating or showing up on the surface and just that's all you share. Because how are we supposed to know what you're going through? Right? That's how I feel. We don't need the fakeness in you. I mean, you're too old for that, right? You get to a place, you don't need fake. I want to know what's in the heart. What, what makes you tick? What makes you tick, she asks. We don't need the fakeness anymore, she postures. And again, what's in the heart, she imagines. Ideas that, as part of the put your feet in the other person's shoes theory, sit dead center to the core of something more than merely questions. She elaborates. I think everyone's anger, sadness, self-esteem issues is all because they don't recognize who they are or they haven't been told how amazing they are. I think it would change the world. If we all knew how amazing we were, wouldn't we would show up to do our best and that next person would do the same and would create castles beyond measure. And I think that's all a mind thing. And we're always bombarded by negativity, which doesn't enlighten our brains. From heart to brain, Athwa pushes us past the bombardment that she labels negativity to a place that, in her words, is toward a castle beyond measure. A premise that, as we continued our conversation regarding motherhood, of being a black woman in a mixed marriage, and of all the positive and negative influences that fall upon her each and every day, the vulnerabilities of just being human came to the surface. She sat quiet, looked at me thinking, then in a style that only she can carry, 
She directs the challenge right back to me. How does a man feel? A man kind of has to put it deep down and cover it up and pretend and come over as a macho person or whatever. And how, how do you do it? If you've got a weakness or you've got a problem, what do you, how do you deal with that? I wouldn't know. I, I seriously don't know. But watching my husband and how he deals with things, I, re I realize that where's, where's advice for men? What about you guys? She caught me off guard, pushed me the further look into my insecurities as she points the spotlight directly at me. And as we summarize the expected list of masculine qualities the world has taught us correct, we settled on a rather disruptive consideration. One that perhaps as we, the whisker-faced men pause to absorb, is a destination where we just might find that grounding, powerful, and very manly attribute we are seeking. That being, a divine nature that could very well be hungering even under the toughest of our skins. And at the very center of it all, once again rises a secret sauce familiar to, or at least in need to be tasted by us all. So I asked Af with a common question, what is love? Love is showing up with no expectations for the other person, whoever it may be. Just loving them for who they are at that moment, at that time. Well, all the time, actually. It's been the hardest thing for me, without realizing that that's what it is. No expectations, love in any way. Is that dangerous? Absolutely. <laughs> it is, because what if they're messing up in your eyes? What if they're coming short of their, their greatness and you can see their greatness, they can't see it and they continue to do to mess up? Still gotta love them anyway. All I can say is thank you, Afwa. You uh, had me really look into myself on this interview today, and I hope it uh, gets us all reflecting a little bit more about our individual impact on this world around us, especially us guys. Hey, if you'd like to be on Sidewalk Ghosts, as always, please go to my website, sidewalkghosts.com, navigate to the podcast page. There you'll find a form. You can tell me a little bit about yourself, send it in, and from there I'll do all I can to get you on the show. The Patreon site's still in place. Go there, help me grow this thing. I need some more resources to uh, make this more constant, more consistent. Right now we're bi-weekly, wanna make this weekly, and um, you can help me get there. That's at patreon.com forward slash Sidewalk Ghosts. If you'd like to sponsor Sidewalk Ghosts, please reach out to me directly. We can talk about a lot of ways we can expand this message, hopefully touch the hearts of a lot more people. And everyone, please remember all the likes, comments, shares really do help grow Sidewalk Ghosts. So I'll ask you to help me out here. And for all of us, please never forget, your individual impact truly does matter to someone else in the world. <laughs>